today, Ron DeSantis has officially announced his presidential run. We talked to Carrie Lake about her next steps and much more. We've got it all coming up. It all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and as expected, Governor Ron DeSantis has officially announced his presidential run, announcing in a Twitter space yesterday evening and dropping his first campaign video. Watch. Truth must be our foundation, and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, we prove that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. Twitter CEO Elon Musk created a Twitter space for the announcement, but things didn't go quite as anticipated when the platform began glitching as around 700,000 people attempted to tune in. Here is just some of that. Tonight, I'm pleased to introduce two individuals who've done more to loosen the... Uh-oh. Hello? All right. Sorry about that. We, we've got so many people here that I think we are, we are uh, kind of melting the servers, uh, which is a good sign. Let's see. So, are we on? Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> just to simplify this. Uh, no. Hello? 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 Well, there's 382,000 people in the room. All right, great. So, let's see. So, they just keep crashing, huh? Yeah, I think we've got <laughs> a, just a massive number of people online, so it's um, servers are straining somewhat. All right, that's, that's, a, that's enough. You, you get the point. So during the roughly hour-long Twitter space, DeSantis took questions from several different commentators, ranging in topics from immigration to his stance on natural rights to things like the deep state. And like him or not, the event did feel pretty historic, utilizing a free speech platform to communicate directly to conservative voters rather than capitulating to a dying mainstream media cable TV network who plans to run their own narrative anyway. Speaking of dying mainstream cable TV networks, after giving Twitter the exclusive historic event, DeSantis began the usual rounds, speaking with Trey Gowdy on Fox News. Gowdy asked DeSantis what he would do about the deep corruption within the FBI and the DOJ, and here was his answer. No, I would not keep Chris Ray as director of the FBI. There'd be a new one on day one. I think that's very important. In terms of an attorney general, you need someone that's got a really strong backbone. You need somebody that knows if you're going in there and you're taking care of business, the Washington Post is not going to like you. New York Times is not going to like you. You're going to get attacked by CNN, and you got to wear that as a badge of honor. You can't try to please polite society, because otherwise you'll just get captured uh, by the institution itself. And I think the DOJ and FBI have lost their way. I think that they've been weaponized against uh, Americans who think like me and you, uh, and I think that they become very partisan. Part of the reason that's happened, Trey, is because Republican presidents have accepted the canard that the DOJ and FBI are, quote, independent. They are not independent agencies. They are part of the executive branch. They answer to the elected president of the United States. So as president, you have a responsibility to be involved in holding those agencies accountable 
clearing out people who are not doing the job and making sure that they're doing the people's business and they're not abusing their authority. For example, if the FBI or DOJ would ever collude with a tech company to try to censor information, everybody involved with that would be fired immediately if I were the president. And right now, I think those agencies have been able to go without any real accountability. And so guess what? When there's no accountability, the bad behavior is going to continue. A Navy veteran himself, DeSantis also touched on the importance of returning the military to normalcy from its woke departure and his thoughts on Ukraine. All right. You uh, wore the uniform. If you are elected president, you may be the first one in a while uh, to have worn the uniform. How would you address the ongoing war in Eastern Europe between Russia and Ukraine on day one of a Ron DeSantis presidency? Well, first, I think what we need to do as a veteran is recognize that our our military uh, has become politicized. Uh, You talk about gender ideology, you talk about things like global warming that they're somehow concerned, and that's not the military that I served in. We need to return our military uh, to focusing on uh, commitment, focusing on the core values and the core mission. That would be something that I could take care of on day one. Uh, There'll be a new sheriff in town as commander-in-chief, and I think you'll see recruiting start to get back to where it needs to be because people don't want to join a woke military, and I think it's been really, really problematic. Look, in terms of what's going on over in Eastern Europe, um, you know, I'd like to see a a settlement of this. I do not want to see a wider war. I think it's completely unknowable what it will look like in January of 2025, uh, but I would not want to see the United States with our troops uh, get enmeshed uh, in a war in Russia or in Ukraine. I'm not one to be outdone. President Donald Trump released a campaign ad last night of his own attacking DeSantis for betraying him. Watch. Ron DeSantis was struggling big time in his primary race for governor of Florida. Polls revealed DeSantis was failing so bad he was losing by a staggering 17 points. Then DeSantis was saved by the endorsement of President Trump. Trump's support was so powerful, just days after the endorsement, DeSantis took a commanding lead that propelled him to being elected governor. I'd like to thank our president for standing by me when it wasn't necessarily the smart thing to do. You're welcome, Ron. Unfortunately, instead of being grateful, DeSantis is now attacking the very man who saved his career. Isn't it time DeSantis remembers how he got to where he is? Make America great again. Build the wall. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part. Truth is, there's only one person who can make America great again. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. He also followed it up with a... Kind of an interesting post on Truth Social writing, Rob, my red button is bigger, better, stronger, and is working, in parentheses, truth, yours does not. Per my conversation with Kim Jong-un, soon to become my best friend. I'm sorry, soon to become my friend. Uh, Not best. That would be too far. Here to discuss this and more, we have Jakub Lienz, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. Also, John Doyle, Blaze TV contributor and host of Heck Off Commie. So I'm actually, John, I'm going to go to you first because I'd like for you to, um, what, what, what was that post? Look, so I'll I'll get the Trump stuff out of the way. I have been consistent in my beliefs on Trump for literally my entire adult life, even before that. I mean, I've been a Trump supporter since June 2015. Since you were in the womb. And maybe in a much more (laughs) metaphysical sense, that's true. 
Um, but I remember I was getting so much flack during the last, we'll say, half of the Trump administration because I was criticizing him like very brutally on Twitter for the way he was handling the rioting, the way he was handling mm -hmm. the pandemic. And I had all of these more mainstream grifter types saying that I had turned against Trump, blah, blah, blah. And now I still have the same positions, but now the popular attitude is to gravitate more towards DeSantis because it's a newer candidate, it's fresher. You know, Trump is perceived to be like sort of the top dog. People like the underdog story. So I don't like the messaging. I'm humored by the truth social response. The commercial, right. I think, is interesting, but it's not the best way. I mean, the last thing he said, other than I'm Donald Trump, I approve this message, where he said there is only one person who can make America great again, that is Donald J. Trump. That is true. But the way to sell that is not by talking about loyalty. I mean, we, well, I agree with that. I think it was a terrible move from DeSantis. I think that he basically is like the, the story of Macbeth at this point where he's listening to like his wife and these other people saying, do it, take out Trump. And I think he's going to ruin his whole career. But that's just my opinion. But that's not the way to go about that because people, I mean, Trump is not entitled to the presidency. I don't believe that. I don't. Oh, I, I love this. But we had this conversation yesterday and that's that was exactly what I, I said. So I don't it's believe, refreshing I don't believe to hear he's you say entitled that. to the presidency. Nobody is, right? Exactly. Right. But I do believe he's the best man for the job. Right. And I think that there are so many good arguments and yeah. angles that he could attack DeSantis and prove himself. But this is another thing that I've criticized Trump for, his ego. And so he's mm -hmm. telling his people, I want the angle to be he betrayed me. The base will like that because they love Trump, mm -hmm. but it is gonna be tougher to sell that to people who are more on the mm -hmm. fence. But again, mm -hmm. there are so many good ways you could attack DeSantis, get those people off the fence onto your side, and I hope that he starts to gravitate towards that uh, as the primary continues. Or maybe not even attack DeSantis because his recent attacks on DeSantis, I don't think have been selling because he's attacking DeSantis from the left, right? Like on abortion, six weeks is too harsh. Uh, on Disney, yeah, why, why are you why are you punishing Disney? He's telling Disney to, you know, to get out of Florida to go. So, like, I would say run on what he did for the country because he did so many good things. Look at what he did for the economy before COVID hit. I mean, like he can he had uh, record uh, unemployment numbers for low unemployment numbers for minorities. I mean, he had so many things that he could tout yeah. that perhaps people have forgotten about because we've had so long of a Biden they, presidency. They take Trump for granted. I mean, you go back and you watch any clip of him during the 2016 or 2020 debates. It's incredible. Yeah. It's like truly unbelievable to look at this guy get up on stage, destroy the Bush political dynasty, destroy the Clinton political dynasty. I mean, this is something that I like to say is like people forget that before Donald Trump, the state of American politics on the right looked like Jeb Bush. Mm -hmm. Before Donald Trump, the state of Florida politics on the right was Jeb Bush. I mean, this guy single-handedly redefined the party consensus to reflect the will of its voters on immigration, sovereignty, trade, foreign policy, and if DeSantis is the guy to carry that torch, that's great, but you gotta, you gotta do that. I mean, the thing with Disney, it's like, that's important, but I think that that, all of the woke stuff, and DeSantis is really, you can tell with the messaging, he's really leveraging you know, his success yeah. with the woke stuff in Florida. The reason why I don't love that is the woke stuff is downstream from our country suffering from an identity crisis. You have people in this country who don't feel like they are allowed to identify as an American, allowed to identify as Christian or whatever, and so they gravitate towards attitudes that are encouraged and permitted by the state, LGBT identities, things like that. And so you can't really combat the woke issue if you don't combat the sovereignty and identity issue, which I think Trump spearheaded with his attitudes on immigration. And so I think that Trump could do it, and I think he should do it, but he needs to really hone in his messaging in a way that is less uh, 
about Trump. Mm. And then when he gets back in the Oval Office, then go ahead, do all that. But for right now, he needs to kind of get his game face on. Okay. John, I'm, I am uh, intrigued by half of what you're saying, and I'm celebrating the other half. I'll say this to you. Sometimes you need to let the horses run. And that's called the primary. Mm-hmm. So you put the horses on the track and you let them run. That's why we have a primary. And we will know soon enough which one of these two men will, will step to the forefront. Will a Donald Trump step up that is not about himself, but truly about America? Or will it be a vindication project? Mm-hmm. Currently it's looking like that. Mm-hmm. The messaging is like that. Attacking Ron DeSantis the way he attacked Cruz, Romney, anybody else is not going to work. I'm telling you right now, it's going to backfire. It's going to blow up in his face. It will not work because DeSantis is not going to respond the way those guys responded. DeSantis has a different crew around him. He's got sound, and I would argue at this moment, probably more sound support and advisors. One of Donald Trump's number one Achilles heels has been the people around him in the White House, out of the White House. I would argue some of them may have caused him to lose some favor, like encouraging him to fast track a vaccine, to declare a national emergency. Those were big mistakes that you even criticized at the time. That came from his circle. I haven't seen his circle change. That concerns me because his circle is telling him to run messages like that. Mm-hmm. Th- that's concerning. Mm-hmm. So I want to see him clean house in the circle, get yep. sound advice, and then get us back to one nation under God yep. because nobody is entitled to anything mm-hmm. on this planet. I agree. I think that uh, the big thing has always been the the personnel uh, issues yeah. with the staffing. Yeah. He has to my, I mean, he cut off like Jared, for example. Jared Kushner was a huge impediment to his agenda in the first administration. Um, I have it on pretty good authority that he's, uh, to use more Zoomer vernacular, gotten in more based people that were kicked out for being too based. And then he's, you know, kicked out a lot of people who were not so based. The thing with that, though, is like the people he was cozying up to were like the establishment GOP sure. Republicans because mm-hmm. he made a calculation that he was going to have to play ball with them if he wanted other things done. They stuck a knife in his back. I think he learned his lesson. And again, I mean, those people who all basically co-opted his first administration, those are the people that I see, you know, surrounding DeSantis. I mean, maybe they're more savvy in in playing politics, but it's that same old establishment group of people who seems to want to put their money and their reputation behind DeSantis because they have a personal grudge against Trump, I think, and they view DeSantis, who very uh, may very well mean well, but he still is an opportunity for them to kill the Trump revolution mm-hmm. because Trump's not going to run again after this. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, he he could have retired on the beach, yeah. lived at the top of a golden skyscraper. I mean, he Lord we, knows I would have. Yeah, and, and so that's the other thing, too. You know, Trump does have the ego, but in terms of being in it The tenacity himself, and the yeah. work ethic is unprecedented. Yeah, he could yeah. have uh, He could have retired. I mean, the onslaught, and that's why I do, and I don't expect Americans to be this level-headed, and I'm not saying that I'm, like, so level-headed in a virtuous way, but I do try to help myself sleep at night, think about the onslaught that this man has suffered, mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. and while it is stupid, I do forgive some of the, you know, I was right, I was right, because it's like, imagine what this guy I has know. gone through. I, I totally like agree. The human tendency to want to just, you know, get a little bit of a victory, I understand, but he does I, have he's to built be. For it. I agree. He's built for it, and, and you would want the guy, any okay. guy who's sitting in the White House, you would want them to be built for it, or they're not the right guy for the job. 
Yeah. Um, all right. When we come back, we're going to talk to Carrie Lake about uh, her next steps since she has uh, gotten an undesirable result in the courts. We'll be back with that. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. So uh, most of your dad's tastes get better with age, you know scotch, steaks, I don't know, naps. But when it comes to underwear, he is still, uh, I don't know, maybe he's still got the old tidy whities and it's embarrassing and maybe it's time for a really, really nice upgrade. You need to gift him new Tommy John underwear. When dads wear Tommy John, they are that much more comfortable so they can tolerate you better. That is because Tommy John moves with you and keeps you cool thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. They've got over 20 million pairs sold. They are the real deal. My husband loves his Tommy Johns that I got him. I love my Tommy John. I don't have men's underwear, but I do have women's loungewear, uh, bras. They've got something for everyone over at Tommy John. And you know that it is risk-free because they have the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Okay, so you got to go for all your Father's Day needs. You can go to TommyJohn.com slash why. You can get your Father's Day gifts early at their Memorial Day sale. Now through May 31st, you're going to save 30%. I think that's the highest I've ever seen them go is 30%. So jump on this deal for dad. Okay, TommyJohn.com slash why. That is TommyJohn.com slash why. See site for details. Joining us now is the one, the only, the beautiful Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie, we are so happy that you are joining us. Now, it's not in studio, which, you know, is always uh, uh, much, much more fun, but we're happy that you're joining us remotely. Um, I want to talk to you about, we talked about your uh, court case yesterday on the program, and, and so I wanted to get you on to discuss it. So obviously not the results that we had hoped, but I, I want to stress to the viewer um, the evidence that you guys brought to the table on this because the verdict was very bizarre to me personally. So um, I want to show, I'm going to show the viewers a graph uh, that shows the average time spent verifying the ballot signatures over in Maricopa County. I believe it was, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the average passing rate was 98.9%, which is unheard of, at a speed of 2.8 seconds a ballot. Some of them were taking just one second. Sounds to me like a whole lot of except, 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 except. Um, and yep. yet somehow it was not compelling enough for the judge to rule in your favor. Tell us about that. And that's just one signature verifier. Now we've got, um, I think, 11 or 12 that were doing the same thing. And and our we believe that we proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that 274,000 mail-in ballots did not have uh, proper signature verification. They were they were verified in less than three seconds, and 70,000 were verified in less than two seconds. Mm -hmm. And we have actual video showing the verifier just you know doing this on the accept button without even paying attention and taking the time to compare signatures. You know, you said it was uh, something I didn't expect, this ruling. It's actually exactly the ruling I expected by the judge. This judge has ruled against us before. I did not expect him to rule in our favor. The system is corrupt from top to bottom, and I don't believe our judicial system is prepared to open the Pandora's box of election fraud and corruption because they know that we have to unravel a lot of things when that happens. But if we don't show the courage to do this right now, 
we lose our country. And that's why we're going to continue. We are going to appeal and we're going to take our case to the Supreme Court. God did not not say that this fight was going to be easy. He never guaranteed our lives would be easy. Just the opposite. We're here to grow. And I believe I'm here to expose the corruption and to bring about um, truth back into our elections and into our government. And so we're going to continue fighting. This has not deterred me one bit. Not at all. As a matter of fact, we're taking the energy we have, the movement we have, and we're going to put it behind a huge voter registration effort to get people who are fed up with the system the way it is registered to vote. And we're also going to go out and do ballot, I guess we could call it chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to make sure that everybody who has a ballot, a mail-in ballot, gets it in uh, to a point where we're not leaving one ballot on anybody's kitchen counter. And we did quite well with this in last election. And while I am not a supporter of mail-in ballots because I believe they are uh, fraught with fraud, If this is the system we have to operate in in 24, we're going to have to play in that system and we're going to have to do what the other side is doing. Although they're committing uh, breaking laws and we're going to just go right up into the point before we break any laws. Yeah. Uh, you're, I mean, you're so right, because so long they have uh, taken advantage of the systems that are in place and Republicans have just kind of sat on, on the sidelines and watched it happen. And it's just so refreshing to see a fighter who is really saying, you know what, um, this isn't about me. It's about the integrity of the entire system. Um, and that's why I think what you're doing is so important, because, you know, I know a lot of people, uh, they, they, they'll say it about Donald Trump in 2020. They'll say, well, you know, I just I don't want to hear that the election was was taken from you anymore. I don't want to I want to hear something more than that. And it's like, but if you can't if you can't trust in the integrity of your elections, what in the hell are we doing here? What can you trust in? Wait, hey, look, I want to live in a rainbow and lollipop world, too. Wouldn't it be nice to stick our head back in the sand? But we got to we're living in the real world here. And we've seen that our DOJ is corrupt. Our FBI is corrupt. Uh, we're even seeing how our CDC and, and much of the medical and pharma is corrupt. And do those people, I'm sure they would acknowledge that. Do they really believe that our elections are on the up and up? It's unfortunate what happened to President Trump in 2020. And I was out sounding the alarm, as was he, to try to stop this and get our legislators to do the right thing and get our governors to do the right thing. Unfortunately, there haven't been enough people of courage to do that. But I believe that there are a lot of real regular people who are in the fight with us right now. You know, one thing we learned in our case when it first uh, went to this judge back in December, the uh, other side, the the. Uh, attorneys for Katie Hobbs in Maricopa County said, hey, look, even if you injected 500,000 phony ballots into the system with no chain of custody, because we we proved in our last case that there were over 300,000 mail-in ballots with no chain of custody. We don't know where they came from and they shouldn't have been counted. Their attorneys said, even if you injected a half a million phony ballots into the system, they said back in December, our signature verification process is multi-step. It is so airtight that those would never end up being counted. And then here we just proved how airtight Mm. the actual signature verification system is. It's one guy or 10 or 11 guys just sitting there hitting accept, accept, accept. And we also learned that there were 99 people behind the scenes, not sitting in front of the cameras with no observers watching them, 
doing the same exact thing, accepting signatures behind closed doors, proving that we have zero transparency in our uh, election systems here in Arizona. And they want us to believe by putting a, ca- a few cameras here and there, it's really just a facade to make us believe that we have transparent and fair elections when, in fact, we have just the opposite. We have uh, shoddy, shady elections, and we've got to turn this around or we lose our country and our kiddos. And Sarah, I know you've got children of your own. They're not going to have a future. And that's why I'm fighting. I, it's nothing is about me. This is about our country and it's about God and our children. Gary, I'm, I'm so thankful for what you're doing. You know, what really resonates with me is we're in an hour in this country where someone needs to show Americans again what it looks like to fight. Mm and to draw a line in the sand. And you're doing that. For me, this is about election integrity. It's about our future, but it's also about waking up America to say, look, when it's not right, it's not right. My grandfather used to say, you measure a man or a woman in this sense based on how they react in adversity. Do they cower or do they then press forward? And this is an hour where America needs to learn to press forward. The safety of children, period, our sovereignty, secure elections, nuclear family, what is a man, what is a woman, and you're doing that. So for me, you are literally the quintessential right now role model for American young women and men and then Americans in general to say, you don't have to cower. You don't have to. You're actually going to survive. The sun will rise tomorrow. This too shall pass, but you must press forward. And then secondly, I want to encourage you. I had a conversation this morning with a leader in Dallas County that literally came to me and quoted and said, do you know that we do accept, accept, accept in Dallas County under three seconds? And mm-hmm. Kerry is literally pioneering. Mm-hmm. You're pioneering a movement. I'm proud to call you friend, but even more proud to call you sister in Christ and fellow citizen. You must go to the very end, Carrie, because you may be the only one in your seat that's willing to press this thing to the end. Wow. Well, now you're going to make me cry, Yako. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not thinking of it that big, but it is. And you inspire me. You know, we got to know each other on the campaign trail, the work you're doing to protect our children. You know, I'm protecting my babies in my house. They're not babies anymore. They're, They're 18 and 20. You're protecting kids you don't even know. You're out there working hard. And I believe that there are uh, millions and millions of people just like me who are fed up and are going to use that energy to do good and to turn things around. And so um, I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired by everybody who's involved in this movement. I may be the face of it, but there are a lot of people working behind the scenes. My attorneys are incredibly brave. Can you imagine this? Now the county is turning around and suing me and my attorneys (gasps) for having for having the gall to question the corruption that we saw with our own eyes, that we have evidence that we've proved they're coming after us and suing us now. And I still will not back down. I am like the Energizer Bunny. You can't stop me because I am so on a mission right now. We've got a year and a half to save our country and we need the fighters out there. And it scares me to death to see what's happening. Uh, we, like you said, with some of this trans stuff being pushed, we are, we send our precious babies into school and then people they trust at school, try to talk them into changing their gender behind their parents' backs. What's happening at our border with children being smuggled and trafficked in. And Joe Biden has lost 80,000 
Now, if Joe Biden's government is telling me that he's lost 80,000, I'm going to guess it's like 10 times that because I don't trust their numbers. I see what's happening on that border. I live in a border state. We have hundreds of thousands of people pouring across a week right now. And so many children are getting uh, brought in and who knows where they're ending up. I hate to even think about it. It's the kind of stuff that will keep you awake at night. And it's the kind of stuff that would be a nightmare for you to even imagine. And you know about that, Yako. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Carrie, we appreciate you being with us so much. Um, keep us up to date. Let us know, you know, I, okay, before you go, I want you to tell everyone where, where can they go if they want to help? Surely there's something that, that they can do. I appreciate that. Um, they can go to carrylake.com. You can go to savearizonafund.com. You can find out information about what we're doing. We're taking this energy. We realize we're, we're going to fight it in the courts all the way to the bitter end. Every single legal avenue we have, we are going to take and fight. At the same time, we have to prepare. We don't want to be caught flat-footed at the next election. We're going to get people registered. We're going to wake people up. So we're taking kind of a, a you know two different strategies here. And you can find out more about that. I also have a book coming out. It's called Unafraid, Just Getting Started. Uh, So that should tell the bad guys that they haven't seen the last of me. And I'm still out here. If you want to see more about that, it's um, pre-sales right now on Amazon, or you can go to Winning Publishing and find it there and pre-order it. So we've got a lot going on. We're not stopping. I wake up every day ready to go, encouraged because we are closer today right now to having secure and reformed elections than we were yesterday or the day before or last week or last year. Every day as people wake up and join our movement, we're closer to getting our country back and um, securing a safe and, and fruitful future for our children. Well, you are an inspiration, Carrie. We appreciate you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. And you're all an inspiration to me. Let's keep going. Thank you. Yes, let's do it. We'll do it, sister. See you later. All right. Um, before we take a break, want to thank our sponsor, Freedom Project Academy. So, uh, look, I, we, Carrie touched on it, actually, just now. You know, we're talking about you take your kids to school. You don't take them to be indoctrinated. Uh, but unfortunately, they're being indoctrinated with, you know, sexually explicit books, uh, critical race theory, all of the pro- They're going to teach your kid pronouns. They might not know how to do reading, writing, and arithmetic. But they're going to teach your kid the 10 million pronouns that they have come up with that are imaginary. In fact, it's so bad colleges have been dumbing down their courses for years to accommodate the average incoming freshman who can barely, oh, you know, read and write at a seventh grade level. If you don't want that for your kids, you got to go talk to my friends over at Freedom Project Academy. They have perfected online learning. They've got live on-demand and homeschool courses for K through 12. And they were built on Judeo-Christian values and classical curriculum. So they are going to teach your children how to think, not what to think. You can save 10% on tuition when you enroll today at freedomforschool.com. That is freedom, F-O-R, school.com. While you're there, you can check out their courses, teachers, preview videos about the courses, and request your free information packet. Do not hand over your children to the left. Take back your child's education over at freedomforschool.com. That is freedom, F-O-R, school.com.
Biden whistleblower from inside the IRS who was investigating Hunter Biden's finances uh, revealed himself, spoke out to CBS Evening News for the first time. This is Gary Shapley. He is a 14-year veteran of the IRS, and uh, he said he was very concerned about how uh, the DOJ was slow-walking this tax probe into Hunter Biden's finances. Watch. There was multiple steps that were, were slow-walked at the uh, direction of, of the Department of Justice. Had you ever encountered that before? I have not, no. Um, he said that, uh, so he is the supervisory special agent, and uh, with the criminal investigations department, he oversees a team of 12 agents who specialize in inter international tax and financial crimes. He said he noticed deviations in the investigative process and couldn't fathom, like, the DOJ might possibly be acting unethically. Um, and if you guys are, are have been tracking this story, this was the, the same, now we know who it is who says, now I'm being retaliated against because now myself and my team members have been removed from this particular case since I blew the whistle. Um, and now he has revealed himself for the first time. You gotta, I mean, like, you gotta wonder if he's lying, I don't think he would be so bold as to come up to CBS Evening News and put his face all over national television. Historically, whistleblowers against the FBI, CIA, DOJ, their lives are living hell if they come out publicly, you know, and, and disclose themselves. So, no, I, this is a, I think this is a true case of a moral conviction of I must say something. And, of course, evidently, uh, preferential treatment mm -hmm. because of a former vice president's son and a, pre and a president's son and a family and that whole family, they've covered it. They've got coverage and they've got coverage around the world. There's a group that there's an unspoken rule where no matter what they do, they, there's cover, there's air cover for them and the law will be bent and shaped around them. Um, you know, we saw it with Nancy Pelosi's husband. I mean, the law is not the law for these people, mm -hmm. Sarah. Mm -hmm. There's a completely different standard, especially if you if you swore an allegiance to what seems to be Satan yeah. you know, or or all things evil yeah. or nefarious. John. Ah, <laughs> saw, saw that little yeah. saw that little. That's for Steve Dace. That that's, one was for Steve. Dace. Who is nefarious dot com? That was for Steve Dace. We love you, buddy. <laughs> I'm not that dull. I'm, I'm kind of sharp <laughs> sometimes. Um, that's one point of optimism, I think, as the decline continues, is American people really are exceptional. And even if everyone does have their own breaking points, some people will go their whole lives and never stand up for anything. Others, it'll take a couple things. Others, it'll take a lot. If even one in a thousand Americans get it, they understand what's going on, they love their country, and they can conjure the courage and the strength to do what's right, you're going to start to see slipping through the cracks. I mean, like Carrie Lake, for example, five years ago, your average Republican had no idea who that person was, but now she's like a superstar. People like this, the whistleblowers, people emerging and standing up and doing what's right, occupying all these different institutions, I think it's going to start to lead to a much more positive trajectory for us. Yeah, it's just, it's so fascinating to me that we're talking about all of these, uh, you know, tax debts connected to income earned while working as a board member for Burisma. Where is that from? Oh, Ukraine, which is who we're connected to right now. Like, it, I mean, it just, it all just ties, it all flows together 
so perfectly. You couldn't make a move, like you couldn't write it if you tried. Just like when we were talking about DeSantis and his answer on Ukraine, you know, he doesn't say we don't want American involvement. He says very, very cleverly that we just shouldn't have American soldiers over there, but he doesn't say anything about sending money to Ukraine. And in fact, in earlier statements, he even alluded that he would continue that policy. But Governor DeSantis, Did what's going to happen if we keep sending money to this proxy war? Eventually, something's going to pop off and we will have to send soldiers over there. So you're right, Sarah, it really does all uh, connect quite well. I've never seen DeSantis Are say you fact he checking would, me right I'm now. Definitely <laughs> fact checking you right now. Should I fact check you right now? I wouldn't. I, I would probably move on. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing to see for here. The, for the viewers, what you need to know behind the scenes is John is like a little brother to Sarah and even to me. And sometimes the little brothers just need to be. Turn the shoulders just, and point them in the right direction. I just, just wanted to, I just wanted to know whether or not that was true. But I think from your response, I do know the answer to that. Your dedication to Donald no, Trump I, is I believe inspiring. it's true, but it's not oh. knowledge. It's a belief. And it's so, just yeah. a belief. John, hold on. Okay. That's dangerous. That's John's, tr it's John's truth. John, that's... John's truth. But jo John, that's very... I'm entitled... Some, some, think, <laughs> some think cutting body parts of children is true. I mean, it should happen. It's their truth. Hold on now. Hold on now. All right, we're going to take a break. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factors. So uh, we've been working with Relief Factor for a very long time here at Blaze TV. And um, at the time that they first came over to Blaze, they brought this, I mean, relatively unknown anti-inflammatory to the marketplace that they had tested in their hometown of Seattle. And what they were seeing was a remarkable ability to reduce pain for many different types of chronic ailments. And it's just really taken off since then. I use Relief Factor because I have a bunch of uh, disc problems in my back from a car accident that I was in way long time ago. And I trust Relief Factor to keep me pain free as I keep up with my children who are boys and literally never stop moving. What you don't realize is if you are in pain, inflammation is usually the cause. That's the root cause of the pain. So if you're using like, you know, a topical cream or whatever, you're just eliminating it for 10 minutes, but you're not getting to that root cause. Uh, inflammation also is the root cause of a lot of different diseases. And Relief Factor really helps keep your inflammation markers in check so it can help keep you healthy all around. Uh, by the way, if you try their three-week quick start, just know that 70% of the people who order it reorder it because it works. So Go there, go to relieffactor.com, order a trial pack for $19.95. See what it will do for you to reduce your pain. It can be life-changing. Go to relieffactor.com. That is relieffactor.com. The alleged neo-Nazi who was arrested earlier this week for threatening to kill Joe Biden has had his charges mysteriously downgraded by the DOJ. This is Sai Varshith Kandula, a 19-year-old Indian from Missouri, uh, who is here on a green card, by the way. He allegedly planned the attack for six months. It took him six months just to rent an empty U-Haul and like run it into the barriers with nothing but a Nazi flag. It took that guy six months. I don't know why he's here. He doesn't seem very bright. Uh, so he thought that he was going to get into the White House, seize power, and put himself in charge of the nation. He was originally charged with threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on a president. But it was, I mean, there were like five different counts. It was like assault with a, a, a deadly weapon, um, uh, threatening to kill, harm, kidnap the president or president's family. There was just a wide variety of charges that he was charged with. They dropped all of those down to a single count of um, depredation of property in excess of $1,000, which is odd because 
that the, their little thing that they seem to want to do is like turn every person who doesn't like Joe Biden into a Nazi white supremacist, no matter their skin color, and like throw them in prison for the rest of their lives. So I'm wondering what happened between that time and now. What did they uncover? What do they know? What happened? Was this an FBI? Well, never mind. Mm -hmm. And also, oops, he's not white. Right. There's that little. Kink. That is a pesky. That little, that's a pesky that, detail. That little pesky detail mm -hmm. kink in the uh, in the plan, right? Mm -hmm. For for and I, I'm not going to assume that people have been to the White House, but that barrier, that barricade, which I've been past many many times, is a long way off from even mm -hmm. the outer perimeter mm -hmm. of fencing from the White House, yes. which is then about a third of a you know mile in. So. Six months, um, because you can take your bicycle today or your car and just drive into that. It's right off the main road and hit the, the steel columns. So it's interesting, but I'm but I'm also I'm also ready. Uh, uh, no. Yep, not quite gonna work. Um, and that's the main road. He's very far from the White House at that moment. No, maybe. Oh no, still didn't get it. Not, not quite. <laughs> And he's doing it at three miles an hour. I know, yeah, that's so, why it's so, just, I mean, he's really bad at this. Yep, yep. No, I, I want more detail on yes. this. Because not, this doesn't quite check out for me. No. Six months planning, you know, it's almost like, do this, and we promise you, you'll get a slap on the wrist. $1,000, you know? Heck, you don't even get that if you steal from Walgreens today, you know? Yeah. So, I'm kidding. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. This is weird. You almost wonder what the more intricate parts of the plan were. Because mm -hmm. getting on the property, I mean, that's like easy in terms of compared to like you're in the White House. Are you going to take over power? Yeah. So I almost wonder <laughs> he should get like on 60 Minutes or something. I kind of wonder like what his next move was there. But um, he's probably yeah. going to tell you they didn't tell me. I, well, yeah, maybe. I think uh, the reason... I didn't get orders on that yet. I don't know if these things are planned. I think that, like, society has just been structured now to, like, create crazy people. And I think that the reason they drop charges or lower them is because one of the parts of prison or criminal justice is not just retribution and, you know, rehabilitation, but also deterrence. Sending a message, if you do this, we will lock you down for X amount of time. And I think they know if they don't deter people from doing these things, it'll send a message like... Like, yeah, you can do these and you'll get some notoriety and you won't really get but much. But then of the a punishment should be more strenuous. Well, right. I agree with you. I'm saying you they're not prosecuting yeah. because yeah. they like it when these things okay. happen. Okay. Oh. President Brandon is being targeted by white supremacists, which, you know, these people are taking our jobs. They're coming over here and you've got these Indians now are becoming white supremacists. <laughs> we need to secure the border. That's what I said. You, when, <laughs> when you have to outsource white supremacy to hey. Indians, hey. you're they're, really not, they're do, not you doing know, well, they're, white they're supremacy doing right. the jobs that uh, white there must not do. be many white supremacists. <laughs> like white supremacy. Yeah. There must not be white, many white supremacists to find. I know. That's what I'm saying. We're no. importing them from India. Hey, they're coming from all over now. I mean. Yeah. Also, I would like to issue a formal apology to myself from the prior segment for doubting. I looked it up. I was completely right. You didn't show me. I am begging you to fact check me right now. It's true. He, in 2013, or excuse me, 2016 and 17, he was voting for nuclear arms to be given to Ukraine. He was calling. That's not the same as right John, now. John, that's, whoa, that's whoa. Not that's right not right even in the conflict sending $100 billion. We have to, to go to a break in a second. Go ahead. Oh, Get convenient, it out. convenient. He <laughs> was calling Vladimir Putin uh, 
a, a gangster war criminal. He was using the I mean, line that Russia false. He was using the line that Russia is just a gas station really with is. nukes. That's He's a John a McCain former line. KGB agent. That's so. Oh, make me like him more. That's like awesome. He's using the wow. line. Of Two John sides McCain. can both be bad. They wow. can both be bad. Two bad guys. Wait, Zelensky. Okay, has, I got to hold on. Hold Zelensky, on. Let's take. I, we got to take a break. We got to take a. Oh, I'll let you continue Christina in the next Pusha segment. We got to take a break. Zelensky's we'll be right back. Inauguration Keep party. That's DeSantis's like right hand woman. John, it wasn't convenient that I had to go to break. We just have a minute left. So it was Orwellian break. level of coincidence really? that we had to go to break. And yeah. I actually forgot what I was even going to say. <laughs> so. You were supporting Putin. He d- I was not. You you were trying to make an anti-Putin case, and you and your brilliant... He's a bad guy. I, I agree. I am anti-Putin and also anti-Zelensky. I'm simply saying... So is Zelensky also a bad right, guy? Exactly. Saying, like, Putin's a bad guy. Why? He was in the KGB, like... Okay, it's no. what he did in Kinda the cool. case. No, it's what he, that's not cool. It's I what mean, he, did in he murders people that disagree with him. <laughs> oh, he murders political That's the dissent. least cool thing ever. If I had to think of the least cool things, that is, that is right there at the top of that list, I'll tell you. Well, it's been something. I am the I most know. censored and mischaracterized guest. Are you just like to speak for yourself? We're going to edit All this, right. folks. They're going to edit we'll it. see you guys on Tuesday. I'm taking nothing. the day off tomorrow and Monday's Memorial Day. Have a great long weekend. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.